Blog Talk Radio. Slow down. It's coming. 
I and and my patience has been rewarded or will be rewarded very soon. I'm just so excited yeah. to get it. But what an amazing, amazing journey. Because it's been years since you first came on the scene, right? Yeah. Um you're gonna love the book by the way. But yeah, I uh I really kind of came into the fold as like a, in twenty seventeen when I first started yeah. writing for Which Way magazine. And then the first book came out in 2019, um, mm-hmm. The Glam Witch. And that was my documentation of my practice up, up until then, um, being a devotee of Lilith, um, being a devotee of Glamour, and how those two kind of merged together and, and created the unique path that I, I, I've walked down for so long. And so then I was offered a bunch of um, uh, other book deals through this publishing company that um, they they kind of put together the perfect book. You know, that's what they would say. It was they, they, they put together these algorithms and, and created these outlines yeah. for these books and then found authors to write them. Um, and uh, and so that was that was nice because, I mean, you had the outline there, and, of course, you can change it up, and it's all your words and stuff like that. But it was just so, like, lack of control. There was such limitation to what I could do. And even wow. me being dumb, like I, I actually ended up pitching to them the self-care book idea and the love spell book idea. And so those were some like big regrets because I like got stripped of so much of my creative freedom with those. Um, and so towards the end, you know, just having these book covers that um, just honestly looked like trash and were not um, uh, up to par with the brand that I had created. Um, I just felt like I was not being true to myself and really not really representing myself in the best way. So um, I I finished off with them and uh, went back to Which Way to do my, uh, I'm calling this book um, The Glam Crafts, the new book that's coming out. I'm really calling it my sophomore book. Uh, if anyone's kind of familiar with music, like I've, I've got my, my fun music friends and stuff like that, and we, we look at some of these um, musicians that come out and they do their debut album. You know, my debut is The Glam yeah. Witch. And then they did a bunch of singles that were not on an album. They just a, a hit, a single, a song, a this and that. And then they finally released their second album. And that's how I'm looking at yeah. this. You know, I, I look at those other books wow. that I did in between those um, books two through six, um, they they just were like one-off singles. They weren't something that I probably would really, uh, other than those two that I had the ideas for, um, really kind of do on my yeah. own. <laughs> so yeah. I'm back to really showcasing who I am, um, really having full creative control. Uh, that's what really sets this project apart. It was not just me being the author. It was also the creative director. It was also me um, putting the photo shoots together in the art direction, uh, me hiring the photographer and the illustrator, me, uh, you know, finding the location to shoot photos that are in this book um, because I wanted to put together a visual story. If you're going to talk about glamour magic, which is ruled by aesthetic and a presentation that you put out there, the, the book itself has to be a presentation. So this particular yeah. book, it, I had to have 100% control with it or it just wouldn't have been functional, in my opinion. So um, I loved it. There was so much hard work that was put into it again, wearing all of those different hats. Oh, exhausting. But um, 
you know, and then putting it together, I I realized too, you know, it just kind of was one of those things where it's, when you get creative and excited and you're doing something you love, it starts to snowball. So the book became bigger. It became, oh, well, I want to do it as a coffee table book. And then we had to like really look at like the cost of printing it. And so um, that's what kind of led to having this limited edition release. Um, because it, it did have to be a more expensive book because it's a 250-page full-color um, hardcover, um, beautiful, fabulous coffee table book. I've always had an affinity for those, and I, I just really saw this being that. So, um, so yeah, it's, uh, the book right now, it's, it's only in hardcover. Um, it's limited to 200 copies. I think we're about half sold. Um, and uh, I, I'm just excited to kind of get it out there and, and put put my my stamp on glamour, even though it, I have <laughs> as being the glam witch for so long. Right. It's kind of it's fun yeah. having all of that, but like I just this this book really just means so much to me, and um, it's just it's so exciting because before I'm before I'm a witch, before I'm an author, I'm an artist, and this was this was really one of the biggest pieces of art that I put out, and so um, so yeah, that's that's in a nutshell. The, the book is um it's split into a couple of different components. So you have uh, the yeah. glam crafting section that just kind of breaks things down between, um, you know, wait, like what is glamour magic? Where did it come from? Um, the origins of it uh, coming from the 1700s being originated as a, a word um, uh, that came from the word grammar. Glamour came out to be because um, it was very much connected to uh, the magical books that people were reading at that time. Um, like we had astrology books and medieval magic books and things like that. And so really the, there was like a small percentage of people that would like to read those. And so because of that, um, grammar was kind of associated with those books. So then glamour became like the magical tradition of doing the work of magic. It was considered a witch's spell. Um, and grimoire actually also stems from the same word, too, which I thought is fun and funny. Um, but it wasn't oh. until like the 1930s that it, it really turned into like Hollywood pop culture and the glitz and glamour of, of the silver screen and things like that to, to be what we, we know and love as today. Um, but yeah, glamour it was initially defined as a witch's spell. It's something that we all do. It's our initial witch power. Um, so I go into that. I go into ways, very practical. So the book, too, is very, it's, it's really, it's got a magical half to it and a very just basic level um, uh, component to it, too, on just how to build confidence, how to do your hair, how to do your makeup, things like that. So we talked a little bit about cosmetics, of course, how to build a wardrobe that fits your, your lifestyle, the way that you want to do things that kind of reflects your uniqueness, um, ways in which you can, of course, style your hair, uh, work your body language, and then, of course, create a persona, which is the magical component to um, the glamour itself. And then the middle section of the book, it changes from, like, regular typesetting to, like, a script and all of these illustrations for my glamour. So now you have spells, rituals, Ooh. recipes like that to do the, the actual glamour magic with. So that's the magical component. And then the end of it has six wonderful interviews with um, some wonderful other witches that I know and love. And so, um, and just some elements that they, that they do with their magic. So I have in there Elise Marie, who's the beauty witch. She talks about holistic beauty. 
Um, we have Ooh. Hunter Vane, who's an amazing, amazing witch artist who I met because he, he read my first book. Um, so we started following each other, and he does wonderful drag portraiture um, that's gothic-y and, and witchy and just it's just fabulous. So he's been to talk about the magic of drag. Um, we have uh, Julia Helena Haddis, who's done magical cocktails. We can construct the perfect glamour potion. Uh, Lilith yep. Dorsey, of course, the amazing Lilith Dorsey. We talk about voodoo and glamour. Yep, and um, yep. Raven Digitalis comes on to talk about goth craft and goth magic. And I think it's really important part, too, because I love that he, he really expressed himself very well in being um, someone that identifies as male and wearing makeup and just kind of a male beauty section. Um, and then we have the fabulous Veronica Barlow, um, who's a long uh-huh. line of, of witches, Romanian witches, and she's a, a world-famous burlesque dancer. So she's going to talk a little bit about yeah. burlesque and the glamour of burlesque. And so then it ends with a few w- witchy words of wisdom, and, and the book's over at that point. But that's it in a nutshell. So, Michael, I want to ask you a question because I yeah. think some people may not understand. There is a difference between a gentleman who wears makeup and someone doing drag, correct? Absolutely. Yeah. Please clarify this for my listeners who may not be sure of the difference. Well, it's um, it's something that's kind of it's, it's hard to define too because it is so it can still be ambiguous. But like, well, mm-hmm. men in general are, have really started to wake up to makeup and cosmetics in general over the last couple of years. Um, it's interesting, yeah. though, that to protect the fragile masculinity, like the names are called something different. So we see ads now uh-huh. for men for concealer sticks um, and under eye creams and things like that. But it's not called that. It's called mm-hmm. war paint because we have to make it masculine because, oh, so terrifying for feminine stuff. Um, I saw now that there's like a beard pen and like an eyebrow gel. Um, that's specifically targeted to men for if you wanted to hide, hide grays or pencil in your beard a little yeah. bit more because some of us with, with beards, they're, they're splotchy. I'm the same way. So I have to, you know, color it in. Um, and then just like loose powder to reduce shine. So men are slowly starting to come into the fold of makeup in and of themselves. And just because you wear makeup, that doesn't mean that you're necessarily a drag queen. It doesn't mean any of those types of things. Drag is a performance. It's a performance persona. So there is a level of magic to it. And I do talk about um, persona in the book itself as well. And so that's where you're creating a character, an alter ego, if you will. And you dress in that certain way. You become this role. It's an active. It's, um, it's, it's, it can be a lifestyle. It can be a performance piece. Um, it is whatever the individual makes it to be. Anything that enhances you and makes you feel better about yourself, um, I think is so important for just people to embrace and stop worrying about Mm-hmm. You know, we live in such a hostile world right now. I think people are so afraid of being interpreted as this thing or that thing or, you know, being mistaken or or being judged. And I really think that there needs to be pushback. And it, I really believe that pushback needs to come from especially cis males, that, you know, it's okay to 
wear what you want to wear that makes you feel good and not have to be toxic and not have to be strong mm-hmm. and not have to be all of the stereotypical things. I think we really need to move humanness away from stereotypes and, and just let humans be humans and let them, you know, exactly. something as benign, as benign as having purple hair, which I did, created such an uproar, and I'm from New York, but we're talking about the late 70s, early 80s, and it's like the slightest little deviation, you know, that all of a sudden creates an uproar to a point where people are like, kill that person for being so different and so out of the box, and it's like we really need to come back from that and, and like, move in a completely different direction, don't we? Yeah, and a lot of that, it just really stems from fear. It's the other individual's fear. I mean, it's just, it's, I don't know. It's, I try not to get even angry about it at this point anymore. I just try to laugh at it because you really just make an ass of yourself when you, you're doing all of that. And you're hurting yourself, you know, at the end of the day, probably more than others because you're, you're not tapping into your expression and your freedom. And living a, a dull life of not being able to express yourself, creativity, I think is a powerful curse all in itself. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I, I don't no, it's know. A be- it's, uh, it's a beautiful thing. I think I think yeah. the idea of, you know, and I've, I've, you know, through my life I've known men who've been like, can I borrow your concealer for a minute? Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Can I use a little bit of your mascara to bring out my eyes? Yes. But I also, you know, primarily have been with people in the industry as far as music or entertainment in one way or another, you know, and I just love that. I love people who are just, you know, happy to express. I see, you know, it's like the first time I ever saw somebody wear blue lipstick and it was like, that's different. I'm not brave enough to do it, but it looks cool, you know. (laughs) It's just embrace, embrace, embrace whatever. No difference. Yes, have fun with it. It's no different from me put, feeling better when I put on a red lipstick before I go into a meeting. It's the same yeah. thing. It's all stagecraft, right? Yeah, exactly. That's a great way of looking at it. Absolutely. I just I love the idea that people can invent and reinvent themselves because you don't have the same look this entire time that I've known you. You've changed up your hair and the it's things you wear and your style. Oh my God, let me tell you a funny story about the hair, okay? Oh, please. <laughs> yes. I love Okay, so part of this book, like a lot of the, um, I guess, the inspiration behind the visuals came from um, a character that was created by my favorite musician, Marina and the Diamond. Um, and there was an album called Electra Heart, and this was a persona that she created for that album. Um, and all of the songs were kind of like diary entries from this this crazy, sad, lonely, glamorous girl's life. Um, but very, like, dark, but really poppy. It was, it, there's a huge dichotomy in the whole visual and, and sonic sound of it all. But I loved it. And she wore mostly, like, pastel clothes from the 60s, like vintage stuff. Um, and I just loved all of the visuals from it. And the, particularly the, um, the music video for Prima Donna. Um, which is my favorite song. So I really, when it came to doing, like, the photography for the book, a lot of it I've shared on, online so far in the last couple of weeks, but there's still a good chunk of it that hasn't hasn't been released because it's in the book. But um, 
the yeah. that was really a major uh, influence in kind of crafting uh, the visuals for it. And so when she even did that record too, she's she's got this she's not, not um she's naturally Greek and she's got this long dark hair, but she dyed it blonde. She wanted blonde hair for that archetype that she was creating. And uh, yeah. I did the same thing. And all last year I was like blonde, blonde, blonde. And it's like two days before the photo shoot and my last bleach, it all fries off. <laughs> and um, oh she God. had the same situation. So during the entire marketing campaign for her album, she pretty much wore a wig the whole time that like she glued on the, the back of a headband and just threw that on her hair every time she was doing performances and stuff. So I just, I thought it was hilarious and there is a fun magic counterpart there with glamour or anything. It's like, I was trying to channel that energy. I was trying to channel that character and even the adverse parts of that can come through. So I I fried off my flipping hair. We like like about two inches in from the hairline, it all broke off. Wow! But luckily, it really wasn't um, that noticeable in the photo shoot. But right after, I had to cut off my hair, and I've been so sad these last couple of months as it's grown out, um, and uh, it's finally grown out again. I did a little a little bit of bleach about a month or so ago when I started to promote the book, but, like, I'm done with it. Like, this bleach blonde hair, it's going away next week. We're putting some brown okay. streaks up in it, and we're going to start making it a little bit more natural. Um, <laughs> so that's where we are with the hair. But I thought it was funny, and I had to mention it because um, just a fun little part of the creation process of this. But you're right. I mean, I've had, I've had many looks. It's, it's definitely evolved <laughs> a lot since I first started started. Um, and, of course, it's yeah. going to change and stuff, too, but you know, I, uh, coming out with myself, calling myself the glam witch, being called the glam witch, it really did turn into its own glamour of itself. And it's one that, like, it used to just be turned on for rituals or a workshop or something like this. But this is my daily life now. Like, I don't even leave the house, you know, to get groceries, not in a sequined caftan and full makeup at this point. Um, I don't go into the day job office without that either. And so, like this glamour has become my full lifestyle at this point, which um, is really powerful in its own way. It is. And you've really forged ahead against, you know, adversity because not every place is ready to embrace your beauty and who you are. And, you know, it's so wonderful that you stuck to your guns about who you are and how you want to present yourself and, and people will adjust. They will. Yeah, they will. And, you know, luckily, I'm fortunate enough to not have ever had anything to, like, get too heated or rough. Um, I will say I'm impressed yeah. at the fact that the majority of positive feedback I get out, like, in the streets and in life actually come from cis straight men, um, which I thought would not wow. be the thing. The people that tend to hate on me the most are the gay men. So, but that's Why? the whole, that could be its all other story. I mean, it sucks because it's, on one hand, it's, you know, they got, it, it's just, it sucks. We have so much um, misogyny and, and nastiness within our own community. Um, everyone wow. is afraid to be feminine. A lot of it probably comes from, you know, growing up in a place where they weren't able to be themselves or even have that allowance to be feminine and creative because they were afraid or they were hurt by their parents or family members or something along those lines. So um, it sucks. And it's it's like, you know, I, I can't 
blame you. I can't be mad at, at it. But at the same time, it's like, if you're not in that situation anymore, why don't you start embracing your creativity? Why does it have to be so black and white? It's, it's kind of one of yeah. those, um, oh, I can't think of the, the, um, the right saying for it, but it's, it's like you, you're poisoning yourself at the end of the, there it is, um, it's cutting off your nose by your face. It's like, why are you being an wow. asshole about it? Yeah. Like, so, you know, a lot of people don't talk but, about this. This is, yeah. it's an, you know, seriously, this is an important topic, and I very rarely hear gentlemen speak about you know, the infighting in the gay community. And it's well, think about it just with Anytime. the witches, too. The infighting with witchcraft. Oh, well, Any, every oh, little community group, it's riddled with its own <laughs> internal haters. It's like we're going after ourselves, it really and it just is. is dumb. It really is just stupid. <laughs> and I, I've it told is. people before, you know, I'm like, there's gay drama, and there's witch drama, and then there's gay witch drama. <laughs> and that's the highest on the totem pole. Holy shit. But, um, you know, but enough of that. It's fucked up, but true. <laughs> Seriously. It I'm really like, is. Do we have, the rest of the world hates us. Do we have to eat our own, too? Really? Can we like, not? Holy uh, shit. Yeah. I mean, fine. but anyway, on to more pleasant topics. But I do want yeah. to, I did want to ask you something about you know, what you had spoke about in the beginning of, of the show today, which was, yeah. you know, what you went through as far as being a writer. Um, uh-huh. Obviously, I'm sure you had moments during the process of, of some of your books where it was just like, why the fuck am I doing this? Um, oh. what, what, what would you, well, I mean, what would you say to other well, writers who are like feeling that kind of frustration of what you went through? Power through. Uh, here, I mean, here's the deal. Like, I, I don't know how to word it um, or where to, where to begin. At the end of the day, I knew that these other books that I was doing, even though they weren't 100%, like, something I was, like, super passionate about, they were something that I'm, I'm very knowledgeable on, and they're something that I do in my sure. practice all the time. So I'm, I have the skill right. set. So why don't I make the money off of it, number one, to support right. myself and my bills? And also, two, why don't I continue to sell books and get that mm-hmm. in the future in two years or so? Because remember, those books, too, they came out back to back to back to back to back. It was like every two months a new book they came sure out. Did. So it was, yep. how about, why don't I just go through it all? Because I, I think that in the end, it's going to look better and it will lead to better opportunities later on. And I'm finally at that point where I'm starting to reap the rewards for all of that hard work, for all of the headaches. And um, it, I think it's just a necessary evil. It's, uh, it's its own rite of passage that we kind of have to go through in the, in the creative world. But, um, you know, at the same time, too, those books, you know, they helped sell more copies of my first book. So when the Glam Witch hit, no one really knew what it was. It was coming out from a brand-new indie publisher, from a, a, a brand-new glamorous witch that no one knew, about Lilith, who no one really talked about. So it was just very obscure. Right. And, like, yeah. that book really has had, even now it's, like, really blowing up. But I remember, like, a year or so ago, it really, like, was having its huge, like, second run of, like, people just loving it and talking about it and wanting to do interviews on it and things like that. 
Um, and so I think that that also was a learning curve too, that like, even if you start out and your book comes out and it's not as like, oh my God, everyone's talking about it. Give it some time, let it marinate, let people talk about it, let word of mouth travel and it will get there if you believe in it and you put so much work and passion into it. But not only that, but think about why did, why are you doing this? You know, I always wanted to be a writer. I grew up wanting to be like Fiona Horn. <laughs> and rather, when everyone wanted to be like Britney wow. Spears, I was trying to be Fiona Horn. Yeah. I wanted to be a witch author. And so I put these out for myself. I put them out with the hope that at least one person in the world takes something positive from each one of these books. And if they have, I've succeeded in what I was supposed to do. You know, we as witches have to remember that you know, as much as we use magic to help ourselves, we also have to be of service to the community. And when you start to do that and start being of service to the community, more positive things start coming in and flowing to you. So it's just constantly this cycle of, of life. So that's kind of what, that's what got me through it, <laughs> through all of yeah, the pain and hardship. Yeah. But I will never work with that publisher again, have no desire to um, ever do anything with them again. So... I That's that. In fact, there was that. actually one other book that was supposed to come out with them, um, and they oh, really? they retained the rights to it, but decided not to publish it. So it's it's a lost book. There's a, a glam witch right. lost book out there, but I'm okay with it. It was another. It was just an absolutely hideous cover, and I was like, no, just it's not even worth it. <laughs> just pay me out, buy me out, and have it. <laughs> You know, it's funny because I know some people would think of you as being a diva for that. But I'm like, bitch, please, and yes, thank you. Uh, You absolutely (laughs) should be in charge of the messaging and what the message looks like. There is nothing wrong with staying firm. Well, and the thing is, is it's like, I mean, again, I went to school for marketing, branding, and graphic design. So not only, like, Am I a writer? But I am. I am, and also talented, but also classically trained in how to do this. So mm-hmm. I remember there was one of the covers, and it was just so bad. And everyone I was trying to show ahead of time was just like, "This is absolutely bad." And I had to have a meeting with the CEO and the director of design. And I was just like confused because if you have eyes, and if you do have eyes, you'll know which cover I'm talking about. And um, mm-hmm. it's, it's just so bad. And at one point, the, the snippy man, um, the CEO of, of design or whatever, he's like, well, what, what don't you like about it? What's, what needs to be done? I was like, well, there's too much, like, the contrast isn't working. Um, you can't see anything on the cover because of the thinness of the stroke lines. This needs to be updated. This needs to do it. And he stopped me, and he raised his hands, and he was just like, I don't need you to go bit by bit on what needs to be done. I've gone to school. I know what needs to be done. And I was like, well, with all due respect, it's clear that you didn't because if you did, we wouldn't be having this conversation. So exactly. it's just like, and also it's one of those things too where when you've been around for a little bit of time and you start to get taken advantage of in any kind of an industry, you just learn to fucking fight back and say enough is enough with this bullshit. And you start to speak your mind. Yeah. And it's, it's empowering. And I think too at the same time, it's like this is the energy of shit that I've talked about in my books about finding that empowerment oh, yeah. to speak your mind and stand up and say no, you know, and finding that confidence. And so it's great when, it's great when then real life experiences kind of come in and you're just reminded of, of that. So. Yeah. 
I mean, I've got to tell I don't, maybe you, I'll the cover. I, no, you're absolutely right. You need to be, you know, people are so afraid sometimes to open their mouths. But I think the page is turning because, you know, in, in industry itself, we're having a hard time finding new people to take over roles because people are not wanting to work. And <laughs> we're waiting for <laughs> employers to to kind of roll over and get the fact that unless you start negotiating better and giving people what they want a bit more, like the ability to uh, pick when they're going to take vacations or pick when they can work from home or, you know, negotiating on childcare or whatever it is, um, the days of the employer is the be-all and end-all is kind of, going away Um, because people are standing together and deciding this is, you know, the days of falling over dead at your desk are done. We're not having it. And I, I'm so sorry that my generation didn't fucking try to do that because half of us are like, we're so fucking tired. But the young people coming (laughs) up are like, we're not doing it. God damn it. Fuck y'all. And we're like, okay, (laughs) it's kind of fun. So it's you know, that. the idea that the standing up for yourself is so important, and I love that you speak on that so beautifully and so much. Yes. I'm not afraid to do it. So <laughs> It's also one of these things, too. I mean, maybe I'm, like, it, it is something that I have to remind myself, and I have some several other witch friend colleagues, too, where it's, at the end of the day, I have a day job, like, Glam Witch and, yeah. and the books and stuff that I do, it's secondary. It's um, it's not yeah. my main life. I mean, it is. I mean, it's always my life, if that makes sense. But, I mean, being the author and doing all of this stuff, I mean, I'm a, I'm a person. I have other things going on in my life, too. And so sure. um, I, it, I don't necessarily – like, I'm not too afraid to – speak my mind and speak the truth on stuff that goes on in this community because, yeah. I mean, I have fallback plans. Like it's And I feel like a bitch saying that, but it's like, um, I hope it's, it's translating the way I'm, I'm meaning it through. It's just, it's kind of like, uh, once I finally realized that like I have other things that are going on in the world around me, I have other jobs, I have ways that I disconnect from this community. Like I'm not afraid to talk yeah. about it anymore. Um, that's, in the way that I and that's good. Yeah, yeah. it's helpful. And someone's going to know. You don't know. You know, I'm at the point, too, where, like, I've had multiple other, like, authors starting or people that have been around, too, just, you know, starting to be very transparent about pay. What do we get paid? You, you know, what do we, how are you supposed to know if no one's ever talking about it? How do we know if we're getting fair pay or equal pay? Like, mm-hmm. what, you know, we got to start having these conversations. Yeah. This, is, this is the way that it is, so... Yeah, and I've only heard one other person actually be honest about what's involved with getting paid and the the you know what an author goes through and you know sometimes folks are under the impression that because you're an author and you have more than a couple of books that you're rolling in money. Au contraire, no. that is certainly not yeah, the, the publishing case. world ain't I what mean, it is today. <laughs> I mean, maybe seriously. in the early two thousands and late nineties, yeah, you could get a book deal for fifty grand. But now you're lucky yeah. if you get one for two. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. Yeah. like that's just well, how it especially is. With, exactly. I mean, especially with file sharing and, you know, having 
everything on the internet and the the ability for folks to upload stuff. I mean, it's it's hard. It's hard for music. See, it's just like being a musician. If it's out there and it's recordable in some fashion, it's going to wind up somewhere that maybe the author is not going to see any kind of benefit. Um, Correct. You know, that's and that's another way that tough. like. It- and this comes from like understanding like the music world too, and musician friends of mine who, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, that's that's it's very similar <laughs> to that whole, like the you know stealing music, ripping it, and all that kind of stuff, and then the, the artist not saying anything. But the real money is coming yeah. from touring and doing classes and doing things like that. So like if you can go out and see any of us, if we're hosting a class, if we're doing something, if we have classes on our websites or things like that, which I'm I've decided mm-hmm. I'm really going to start be like investing in and, and putting some of those out there or hosting a, a retreat or things like that. That's where we can actually like make money. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's, um, it's just really interesting. It's, it's, it's really weird in the witch world with money and, um, and services. Like I just, even people that yeah. don't think you should charge for tarot readings or, or magical supplies or things sure. like that. It's just kind of like, no, it's, you're paying me for my time and my energy <laughs> at the end of it. That's Seriously. how it is. See, and I find that I find that offensive, you know, because I don't work for free. That's like, well, you're really good at your job. I'm not doing it for free. Bitch got to eat. I've, I mean, like I've had it, and I'll be candid, and, this is, and I have, I'm not going to be too explicit, but, like, I've been asked to present at festivals and things, and some of them are just like, okay, you know, come here and blah, 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 blah. You still have to buy a ticket. And you still have to yeah. pay for the room and board. I'm just like, so let me get this straight. I'm coming in to sell your mm-hmm. situation, and I'm not getting anything for it. You're profiting off of everything, but me is the one that's actually doing the work for it. It's nothing. I'm not participating. Like, I'm only doing events that I get paid for <laughs> at this point because it's time. It's money. I have a day job. I have a life. I have things that I have to do. So I, I can't do every podcast. I can't do every every thing anymore unless you know there's a benefit from it and so sure. that's just kind of where i'm at now too and again it's you, just, love me, so you know this is something that's learned over time me, i mean yeah. what what's that saying, <laughs> i always come to you you'll be You're on my fabulous that's right because because <laughs> you love me because i love you yes yes <laughs> and you have a good interview um but no it's uh it's just you after you do something for a long time and you get confidence in it, you just really start being able to speak up and say, you know, enough is enough. Um, this is what I'm able to give and this is what I'm not. So and I think that that's, that's just a learning curve that everyone has. And it, I mean, it's, it's necessary, I think, sometimes in the beginning to do those, like, you know, say yes to everything. I was definitely in the beginning, I said yes to everything. <laughs> I'll be on every podcast. Oh. I'll be at every event. Yep. Let me know what I need to do. Yep. What do I need to buy? Where do I need to go? Sure. And because yep. you have to get exposure. You have to put yourself out there. You have to have the accolades. You have to have that body of work. And until you have it, yep. you, I mean, it's just kind of, you know, I, I don't know. I feel like in some ways, and I hate saying it. I don't know what the better way to say it would be, but it's like, what's your worth? Like, you have to prove your worth. You have to earn your stripes. That's a better word to say. You, once you've earned your stripes, then, yeah, go for it. And I'm just in the I've earned my stripes era. <laughs> so, worship oh, me like I, the goddess I am, damn it. <laughs> that's right, God damn it. No, I'm serious, though. You know, I've been doing this for 11 years, and I still learn 
new stuff and I still love doing it and it's you know something I enjoy doing for the writers in the community and other artists and you know I remember the dark days of a handful of writers when I was first coming up it's like to even find a book you had to be in the right place and it was difficult and all we ever mm-hmm. said we wanted was to be accepted. And all we ever said we wanted was access to information. And now we yeah. have it. And the idea that witches shit on each other like they do is really fucking annoying. Because I remember 40-plus years ago when we all, we just want to be accepted. Well, bitches, we're accepted now. Enjoy. Stop shitting on <laughs> other people. And I want to address something else because this is something that has continued to annoy me. And it's the idea that we're supposed to do our services for free. Now, I do not sell services because unless you are seeing my happy ass in person, I'm not giving you a motherfucking tarot reading. We can do it in person only. I don't do shit anymore because people keep getting ripped off because people have fake accounts and they're stealing from the public and then the public's not paying attention and it's just a mishmash of trouble. This is why I have and a fucking that, day but now, job. Now Instagram has its dumb ass, stupid little, you can buy your blue badge for fourteen ninety nine a month. For fourteen ninety nine a month. And then the stipulations is, and it's like, and if you have a problem, you can talk to a real person. Bitch, how about you do your job in the beginning? Like, we wouldn't have to be doing all of this. I am seriously, and I know I'm getting a little conspiracy theory, but I really, truly believe that Instagram is the one that's behind the box that they are the ones that are doing all of this. And it was a, 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 a test to get people to that point where, oh, my God, well, like a year from now, if we're continuously doing this and we're not helping them out, then we offer this service, everyone's going to buy it. I swear to God, I think that that's what they did. And I'm over it. I'm not buying a fucking blue badge. Fuck that. Hell no. Well, I think I will tell you that I agree with you, but I thought it was coming from Twitter. It could be Twitter. It could be anybody. Because now at least it does show you where the accounts are created, and they're always some, from someplace overseas. And I've heard of, right. you know, just institutions. It looks like a doctor's office or whatever, and it's just up there, and yeah. their whole person is getting like 70 fucking fake profiles to make for the day, and they do it, and that's what they do. And then they try to scam people out of money, and then poof, it's gone. So yeah. it's just it's yeah. unfortunate, and we really need to find a new platform and a new way to stay engaged um, because – it's just I'm over it, but I you will I would rather be dead in the street than paying fourteen ninety nine a month for that stupid fucking blue badge, and I'm not doing it. So no doubt, no doubt. <laughs> I'm yeah, sick I and tired of telling people what to do every time yeah. that they get a fake account. I'm so over it. So now I have a bounce back email. I don't check my DMs. I don't check my messages. So it's just the way that it is. Well, that's interesting because you know. And for me, it's just like, listen, everyone has the email address for the show. If you have a question, hit me up. Do not even bother to DM me unless you know it's me. And my friends can vouch for me on Facebook, and my friends can vouch for me on Twitter, and my friends can vouch for me on Instagram and all the fucking places. Because I And I don't TikTok. So if you see any shit that says it's me, baby, it ain't me. I'm just saying. I'm pretty easy to get a hold of. Desperate House Witches, all yeah, one word at gmail.com. It's easy. Really, the big, the big like frustration with it was I, when I was in my trip in Prague in um, uh, the end of February, and 
I'm, I'm being woken up at night to people who are trying to call me on Facebook Messenger and Instagram Messenger. Like, and it, like, it doesn't stop. There's not like a voicemail. So it just keeps going and going and going and going. And it was just so obnoxious on top of over 50 emails yep. or DMs about it across the board. And just like, I know you're trying to be helpful, but you guys are, are actually the worst at this point. And the problem is, is that it's, it's mostly the same people that are reaching out that have always reached out. I don't need you to reach out. I, I mean, are, how do you not know? <laughs> this is an ongoing thing. Just block and move on. I don't know what else there is to say. Um, it, it's, right. it's highly infuriating on every level. And I'm I'm yeah, sick of it, I, and I can't I can't be fake about it. I can't sit here and be like, oh, you know, da 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 da. Like I'm just I don't have the energy to be fake. So um, just don't bother me with these fake account things. <laughs> I'm not the only one that has them. We I think we all as a collective community have done enough. Sure. And our our job to tell you all not to do that at this point. If you're taking advantage of it, that's on you. That was you, and and you're not you know exercising. Uh, smart decisions, and so I, I don't have anything, I don't have any sympathy for it, so, the end. Yeah, there's been enough discussion, well, I agree with you in the sense that there's certainly been enough discussion about it, and research, folks, just research, make sure you're dealing with the genuine article, you know, send, send an email to a publisher if you have a question, um, mm -hmm. so you know website. you have the right Things person, all of my Absolutely, or go to the person's website. Um, fairly easy to, to contact authors these days. Um, and again, if you can't get a hold of them directly, you can always reach out to whomever their publisher is. Easy peasy. Um, mm -hmm. So I've got to I've got to ask while I am while I am anxiously yes. waiting for my copy of Glamcraft. Yes. By the way, my favorite cover of the year. Is the cover oh, thank of you. Oh my gosh, can you like send it up from like an award or something? I really want to win one of those visual awards. Like, but I want I need to be nominated. But thank you. I totally love that you said that because I designed it all myself. And you know, you did. That's what I just said I all these people have continued to call me on crazy, and my book idea covers were stupid. It uh, here we are. <laughs> it is so. beautiful. It is pink. It is sexy. It's artful. It's so you. It's modern. It's, it's chic. It's chic, it's, it's masculine, glam. it's feminine, it's it's witchcraft, it's glamorous, it's beautiful, it is not overdone, it is really a frigging It's minimal for me. I'm not a minimal person, so <laughs> thank you. you no, I really I really appreciate the aesthetic. If you haven't folks who haven't seen the cover of Glamcraft, I encourage you to go to Michael's website. Um, and take a look at it. It, yes. it it's and really order a copy. Beautiful. Yes, yes. The glamwitch.com. Go under the book section and you'll see a copy of it. It's it's really a beautiful table book. It is a hardcover, as previously mentioned. Um, it is a limited edition, signed yeah. or not, if you like. Um, Michael, how do people? No, get a all of them are the coming signed. Again? All of them come They're signed and hand numbered. Love. Yeah, Love because, because it's limited edition, they all have to come to me to, to number, so each one of them is getting signed. Yeah. You can personalize it, though. There's like a whole, you yes. can personalize it however you want. And, and there's 200 or 250, I can't remember. 
200. There's about, I would say, I think that there's about 100 left. <gasps> so, <laughs> they're half out. <laughs> get, get a copy of it because it's going to be phenomenal. Michael has some beautiful guests in the book, as he mentioned earlier. If you're interested in, in crafting yourself, become your own art project, um, mm-hmm. or make your life your own art project. I, I definitely, yeah. from what I know of this book, which is not everything, um, because I'm still waiting for my copy, too. Um, <laughs> I was one of the first to buy. Well, oh, I was one of the first to buy. <laughs> you were. Uh, one of the, uh, I want to mention this, too. So it's, it's only available through a publisher. Like, it's not able to be sold at stores. It's not available at Amazon. There's no third-party distribution. It's 100% to me and my publisher, queer-owned, woman-owned. Um, it's, it's just uh, it's another part of that reclaiming and taking back my worth and my money. I'm not splitting that with anybody this time. <laughs> so, That's awesome. And more should you. Um, I think you've paid enough dues. I, I think it's time for yeah. you to control this destiny. And I'm so yeah. excited about it. Thank you. So have, <laughs> and you're welcome. I have so my new book deal with Llewellyn. Yes. So yes. That, Thank you. Which I, I haven't started working on yet, and it's due soon. So I'm going to be a, a biz bitch <laughs> for um, the next two months or so. But uh, it's really exciting. Yeah. Um, I, I was lucky enough to uh, – Australia Taylor asked me to write the foreword to an upcoming book of hers. And um, so yes. I did that, and that was kind of my little in with Llewellyn. And uh, so I'm really excited to do this new book with them. Um, the yes. topic, it's going to, of course, have glamour. Um, it's going to yes. be astrological glamour. So that is uh, it's a cool topic because it really branches so far outside of the witch community, too, because astrology and glamour are just so universal at this point. And so um, mm-hmm. I'm really excited to see how it all goes and, and what working with, you know, such a reputable um, big publishing company is going to be like compared to what I've worked with at this point up until now. So I'm super but, excited again, it's for like, that. Yeah. But again, it's also one of those things where it's like, you know, I, I feel like I, I went out and I did my, all my other stuff and I proved myself and it was enough for them to be like, Oh yeah, we're going to go with you. <laughs> so I love it. Cool. I love cool. it. I'm a, I'm a big so fan of Llewellyn. They've been very wonderful so they're far, wonderful. and there's lots of little projects and other things that they've asked me about and have been um, including me in, and, and so it's going to be fun next year. Uh, well, there's lots of fun things going on. I was going to try to do a book tour with this one, um, but then when it, we figured out uh, that it was going to be limited edition, and it's, it's so pricey just to print them, yeah. we have to print them yeah. as they're ordered. Um, it's, yeah. uh, just to, to not, you know, be in the hole. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so sure. just, um, it just isn't, it's not feasible at this thing in this limited edition hardcover, uh, situation. I mean, we might decide later on to release it as like a smaller paperback. I mean, it probably won't have all of the mm-hmm. material in it. it might not even be full color, but, um, right. we might, we might do that at some point, but I don't, I don't know when that will be <laughs> or if it's going to happen. So. If you're interested in this, um, now's the time to get it. I know. I can't wait. And I'm so glad that you're with Llewellyn now. This is so exciting for me. And it's so funny because my next question was going to be what's next, and you just answered all of that, which is 
Well, Wonderful. no, I didn't. I gave so, you one piece. You know me. I'm always busy and thinking in the future. So there's more. I have some cool stuff. One, there's more. One really cool thing that I would love to, to chat yeah. about really quick. I know we're short on time. But um, the so in May, in a couple of weeks, I'm flying out to San Diego to do tear readings at uh-huh. a VIP fashion show for um, this amazing oh. designer, Jennifer Grace, who designs pretty much uh-huh. all of the caftans that I wear. So her stuff has oh. been in white uh, she's dressed Jennifer yes. Coolidge on White Lotus. Um, some of the Real Housewives oh. of Beverly Hills have worn her stuff. So I'm really excited to um, to be in this little gang with them uh, and, and be at this fashion show event. It's going to be fucking fabulous. So that's oh one of my gosh. major things I'm pictures. doing. I'm, yeah. in, I'm in a lot of festivals this summer and fall. Um, they're all, if they're not already, there's some that I've not listed yet, but they're all on my website. So anyone that's interested in, in doing some classes or stuff like that, or, you know, going to any of these festivals, um, I'll be at Hexfest in New Orleans in August. Um, I'm doing a uh, Sacred Summit Circle um, uh, that I think is going on next month. Um, there was talks about possibly Llewellyn Con. Uh, there's a lot uh-huh. of stuff. <laughs> Which Con again next year? So I'm oh and then Witches Fest in New York, uh, in the summer. Yep. So it's just I've got a lot going on, <laughs> as always. I'm so and, um, I of course have like five other books in in my brain. <laughs> I'm like brainstorming and putting proposals together for all while having to write the next one and and um and we'll see how it all goes from here. So. You know, no one can say you're lazy. <laughs> <laughs> Trust, I have my lazy days. I just work really good under pressure. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. I mean, but it that is cool really, as an Aries sun sign. Yeah. Like, we're known for starting yeah. so much shit, and then we don't ever follow through. And I followed through with seven things, my seven books. <laughs> so um, it's just really cool, and I don't have any desire to stop. I have a lot of things I want to say, and I think things should be said. Yeah. So at the end of the day, I'll probably Thank end you. up in my life maybe having 30 or 40 books out. <laughs> that's, the, that's, that's what it's looking why like not? at this point. Why not? Why not? I mean, seriously, <clears throat> and, you just, and you, just, you just had a birthday too, sweetheart. Happy birthday yeah. on the air. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> I, I'm just, it's cool you know, looking back at time. it and thinking about everything that's gone on, yeah. everything that's led up to right now, the, the yeah. dramas from the witchcraft community, the personal life stuff. Um, I'm in a really good place right now and um, have some really good, cool new people surrounding me. So uh, I'm out with the old and in with the new, and the new is looking great. (laughs) That's so wonderful, and you you so deserve it because I've watched you work your ass off for years. And I'm I'm just – it's like watching a flower bloom, really, from a little to – you know, I, mean, I love I just, that you said that because I use I use that analogy a lot, and like I want to say this new book. Oh. I talk about blossoming into your own flower. So <laughs> you haven't even oh, read it yet, awesome. and here we are. You're talking about um, it. <laughs> well, I I've been wanting this book, you know, and I and every time I've spoken with you, I have mentioned how much I have wanted this book even before you. Well, you're right because it's know, been a long time in the making. This has been the longest yeah. book I've written because I've started working on it in 2020 during the pandemic. And I'm like, no one wants a glamour book right now. We don't even know if we're going to live. So um, <laughs> it got tabled for all of those other books. 
and it was like it was that book deal after book deal after book deal. So I was locked into all of these deals with that company. And so as soon as I was done, I was like, nope, we are we're ready to do this glamour book. I'm so happy for that opportunity too, because it's so different yeah. than what it would have been had it have come out in, in 2020. Like it's it sure. changed sure. so dramatically much. It was going to be like a hundred pages, a little pamphlet, no color, <laughs> no photography. No, no. Um, no. So it really, it's, it, it really took its time marinating. So I'm just so excited to share it with people I'm excited for a word to get out about it. I'm excited to yeah. hear people's reactions to it because, and it's not even from a conceited place. It's, um, I remember Lady Gaga said something similar. It's like when you put your heart and soul into something and you know it's good, say it's good. Mm-hmm. And I know this is good. So um, I just can't wait. <laughs> well, to I am all so of them proud of you. Put a little kiss mark in yeah. it and send it off to you. <laughs> I can't wait. No, seriously, this is a book I've wanted for years and years, and you know that. And the fact that it is finally almost here is so exciting to me. And while well, I'm not one other witch who had do... a coffee table book out, like it's pretty cool <laughs> from it our is, perspective. It's rare. Yeah, yeah, no, it's rare. It's a rarity for sure. And and the fact that it's, you know, we need some glamour right now after the friggin' years we had under, you know, not that the pandemic is necessarily over, over, but now that we're no longer at the height of it, although the height keeps changing because now there's a new fucking variant, I can't keep up anymore. Um, Well, I love that you said that too because someone else just said to me too, they're like, we really need our glamour right now. It's really important right now. And I I love that. And it's just, I love that makeup and everything is changing. And so um, on another personal note, uh, I can share with people, because everyone knows me as, you know, devotee of Lilith, but um, I've started to work uh, uh, Aphrodite into my practice. So um, nice. building a new relationship with a new goddess um, who is also very much <laughs> in the glamour beauty world. Um, I'm excited to see where this takes me and um, what we can all do together. So. Well, I am so thrilled, and I love you so much, and we are pretty much out of time. But I do want to remind folks to go to your website. Absolutely. Yes. You must www.theglamwitch.com. Yep, for all of the books, the events, the information, um, services. Michael, I'm just yes. so excited, and I can't wait until you come back, which is going to have to be soon. Because um, yes. I do want to give, I need I need to look at the book and I need to give the book its full due. Um, I and it's just another it. fucking excuse to get you back on the air. I, exactly. You know, exactly. I, I'm a whore <laughs> like that. I can't help it. This one cannot <laughs> help herself. Love it. But I love you so Fabulous. much, and I thank you for hanging out with me. And I hope of you course. have every success with this. And I love you to thank you. Love you so much, babe. Have a great night. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, guys. Have a wonderful weekend. I will see you next week. Take care.